Claudia was perhaps my last student in Parma. We began working together at a time when I had already planned to leave for Berlin. I'm not taken to hasty decisions, that's a thing of my youth. And so it became immediately clear to me when I met Claudia that she was serious about wishing to improve her language skills and she was determined, despite the fact that she had so much other work to get on with, she was always punctual and prepared. So therefore making the decision to work with her despite the limited time was an easy one. It's not always the case uh, that people who are doing more important work, perhaps at university uh, or elsewhere, are similarly responsible. I have had some very interesting excuses presented to me by students. One young man, I recall, called me pissed out of his head, I think is the uh, official term, at four in the morning, declaring his inappropriate state and that I would do better to plan my day without any expectation of his presence within it. Claudia communicated, therefore, a commitment to learning, which left me no doubt that she would apply herself, that she would be present and punctual, and that when she made a decision, that was that, quite frankly. Having spoken with Claudia again now, after all these years, it would appear that all of these traits have held her in good stead. She has achieved all of her academic targets, she has travelled, has a caring family, and is working in an industry that remains fundamental in times of uncertainty. I am hopeful that in future chats, Claudia will speak more about her job, so that we can come to understand just how important her sector is. In the meantime, thank you, Claudia, for giving up your time to speak with me. So I'm joined by Claudia, who we hadn't spoken for almost 10 years because um, you, I used to help you with your English language training all those years ago back in Parma. So Claudia, yeah. I'm really happy um, that, yeah, that we've managed to maintain some form of contact. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of strange to talk about, to talk after uh, 10 years, but uh, it's uh, so nice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, do you remember the, I think the first time that you sent me a message um, was after the very unfortunate event in Berlin. Do you remember the, um, uh, the terrorist attack at the Christmas market? Um, and then oh, you sent yeah. a message saying, you know, are you guys okay? Is everything all right? Do you remember? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, sorry, I, I removed this from my mind, but uh, yeah, now I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that, I, I thought that was a very nice uh, nice gesture from you. Um, so it was obviously a very tragic event. And um, yeah, so it's, it's something that it's poignant. It's, uh, it's something which um, you know, stands out in, in my mind. So um, yeah. I was very grateful at the time for your attention uh, in that <laughs> case. Um, but yeah, 10 years, 
Claudia, so much has changed in that time um, in the world, in Europe, in our lives. Um, mm -hmm. if, if you think back to 10 years ago, would you have ever thought that you'd be working practically from home um, in the way that you are? Yeah, no, actually, I, I was just a, a student at the time, so uh, I was, I had a, a lot of uh, idea, a lot of, uh, you know, uh, um, I could do this, I can go there and study and work there. Uh, and now <laughs> I'm at home working, uh, in uh, smart working uh, after a pandemic year, so... <laughs> And uh, trying to, you know, keep uh, our family balance uh, between work, uh, kid, uh, and school, and everything. So no, no, I, I couldn't uh, imagine anything like that. Mm, no, yeah, at all. <laughs> and I mean, people who listen to you speak. Um, I mean, we talked about this a little bit. There was her, clearly she's Italian. Um, she's clearly of Italian origin. Um, but there's also an element of French in there. Um, and so, you know, you've tell me a bit about so who you are, where you're from, um, and so that maybe then we can start to build up a little bit of a background. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so I, uh, I was born in a little town near Milan. And uh, yeah, I've, uh, my family is, uh, I have uh, two siblings and yeah, actually one uh, twin sister. And uh, yeah, we, we spend a lot of time together. And then uh, when uh, it was uh, time to choose our path or university, my brother decided to go and, goes and live in London and study there. Uh, my sister uh, had some experience abroad and then decided to live abroad as, as well. And uh, what about me? <laughs> I started to study in, um, in uh, Milan and then moved to uh, Parma to finish my studies. And um, also I joined the PhD program there. I'm so proud <laughs> of it and uh, so happy to... Um, yeah, to uh, the opportunity to to do it, and uh, yeah, then I decided to to go abroad to live uh, in uh, France for a while. Um, not really for a while, for four or five years. <laughs> That's quite a while. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, yeah, then I. I decided to come back to to Italy, and I'm now I'm living in. Um, even if I'm uh, back to Italy, I live in a new, new city. It's a new city for me. It's Genova. It's a very nice uh, nice city, but you know it's uh, quite uh, not so big, and uh, you know everyone uh, you can uh, easily meet everyone in the street and uh, uh, so it's uh, not really like Milan it's more close to Parma yeah I, I often comment to people that um, Berlin as a reality it's in between 
my experiences in Parma and my sort of upbringing in in London, because, you know, within one week of living in Italy, it's, you know, people would say, ciao inglese, you know, um, and I think in some places in London where I'd lived for years, people didn't say hello to me at all. So um, this this sense of neighborhood um, neighborly behavior, friendliness, openness. Um, it's a really charming trait that you see quite commonly in, in Italy. Yeah, but you feel closer to this kind of uh, of life or do you prefer a London style uh, that you can... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, you know my brother always... <laughs> Tell me that uh, you, you can probably walk naked in the street and nobody care about you. So, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> okay. it's an extreme. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I think um, I think in in London it's much easier to lose yourself. So you can be in a situation where nobody will know you, and uh, there are many many places that you can be in London where you can essentially. Um, hide yourself in public, whereas these smaller realities, everybody knows who you are, everybody knows who you're with, who your friends are, your family history, um, you know, and if you did some crazy stuff when you were a kid, when you're older, other people's parents say, yeah, you know, that's the kid that set fire <laughs> to the butcher, yeah, for example. Um, and so there is this balance. I do appreciate this sense of community. Yeah. Cloud, yeah. So for me, that's also why I really like Berlin, because, you know, they say Berlin, it's a collection of villages because everywhere is called Dorf. Yeah. And so at the end, almost everywhere is called Dorf and Dorf means village. And so you do have this uh, localized identity within different parts of Berlin. So it, it's quite similar. But um, yeah, I've never been to Genoa. It's, and I know that Genoa was uh, a city-state, so it has some very, very rich history. Um, it was also famous for supplying uh, different nations with um, mercenary bowmen um, in the old days. Okay. Um, like crossbows and so on. They, they used to create their own crossbows and they had their trained crossbow mercenaries. Um, I, I mean, are you familiar at all with the Genoan history or the city-state history of Italy? Uh, not really, uh, but I'm very curious because um, I didn't tell you, but my, uh, my dad comes from uh, Genoa. So the ah. strangest story is that I... I have some uh, part of the family here. I'm not very, uh, I'm close to them, but I, I don't see them uh, very often. And so um, sometimes uh, they we talk about how uh, uh, our, our family are, uh, let's say, involved in a part of uh, Italian history. I don't know if you know Garibaldi, who is. <laughs> He left from uh, Genoa, uh, I think from Quarto actually, and uh, to go to the to Sicily. So and uh, and fight against uh, Borboni. Mm. And so I I think that I have um, I don't know uh, how do you call it in English, but a, a person from my family from uh, my past that join him 
so he, he sailed with him from uh, Genoa and mm. uh, got uh, to Sicily and then actually he wanted to to follow <laughs> it seemed he wanted to follow Garibaldi in um, um, but I think after a few days he decided just to quit <laughs> and he came back <laughs> okay. yeah that's the story and uh, so once I read the book about him, so they they wrote about uh, the Lucchi. This is my the person from my my uh, family. And uh, so you you know sometimes when I have the opportunity, I try to go deep, go through the, this. But uh, no, I can't say that I know everything about uh, the history of uh, Genova or uh, Italian uh, history. Mm. But I mean, Garibaldi was uh, uh, one of the key figures in the the unification and the independence of uh, an Italian, modern yeah. Italian state. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so I have, uh, I still have some documents uh, at my parents' place uh, where uh, you can find uh, some of the mille that are the people that sailed with uh, Garibaldi from Genoa. Uh, with the uh, D'Annunzio, so you can see this photo with um, uh, uh, with uh, all these Mille and D'Annunzio and some paper uh, related that explain uh, the story of this uh, history. Mm. Yeah. Um, it was also interesting for me to um, to learn that Garibaldi used to be a trader and he used to go quite frequently up to the northeast of England and traded with uh, in Newcastle uh, with, okay. the, with the Geordies there. Um, and apparently he was very well liked in Newcastle um, and he really enjoyed being in Newcastle because they're really friendly up there. And they traded what? Uh, yeah, I have no idea what okay. he traded. I, I, I imagine it will be something like silks and so on. But um, oh, okay, again, good time probably. But I mean, when we you know, later on, we'll talk a little bit about this sense of uh, of a European identity, and you know, it's it's sometimes we don't really appreciate exactly how much of uh, our different communities are connected through these individuals who sort of travel around and. Uh, they trade, they politic, they 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 deal, um, you know, with the different communities and societies, and it's mm -hmm. uh, it's interesting, very interesting. So, fr so you went to after you finished your studies, and so you did a you did your PhD in Parma. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, actually, I started to work before I finished my PhD. Uh, so I had kind of very tough six months <laughs> because I. I was at work uh, during the day, and then in the uh, during the the evening, the night, I was uh, writing my PhD thesis. So uh, at the end, I was very happy because it was finished. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, and uh, do you? But yeah. you you um you don't insist on me calling you doctor. So I mean, if you wish, I'm more than happy to give you the honorific which you deserve. Uh, no, sorry, Zach, I didn't get you. Yeah, you you don't you didn't say to me that I should call you Doctor Claudia, but no 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 don't your, worry. But in your communications, I mean, do you include Doctor Claudia? You know, blah blah blah, PhD or not? No, it depends because you know sometimes uh, uh, even in my 
uh, current job, it's, I guess it's not necessary. Uh, you know, maybe at some level it's nice uh, to uh, put it in, in, a, in my communication because maybe you have uh, to deal with other PhD or uh, so it's, I, th I think it's, uh, it's correct to include it. But at some level, I, I think it's just not necessary. Uh, I'm Claudia, so, mm -hmm. so no. it's not necessary for people to know uh, that I'm graduated or uh, I have a PhD or so. so. But I, I remember following a, a discussion online where um, women, for example, with um, either master's degrees or with PhDs, they were discussing whether or not they should include this kind of information in their communications because there is a, an issue with gender equality, clearly. And yeah. when you have worked so hard and um, you have attained this level of qualification um, and then still there is this element of disrespect from people who haven't I mean, I, I'm nowhere near that level of education. Um, and for people to not show you that respect, A, on the basis that you are a human being and you deserve your respect anyway, yeah. um, but to then also consider themselves in some way superior based on gender, um, don't you find that really frustrating? Yeah, uh, to some extent, <laughs> yeah, I can say yes, because uh, especially in Italy, because uh, when I was in France, for instance, uh, if you have uh, a PhD, uh, you are uh, treated, uh, I mean, not in terms of money, but in a different way, you have, uh, the, uh, of course, a different level, just because you have studied more, so you start uh, from a different level compared to other people that have maybe other expertise. But in Italy, it's not true, you, because they do not consider uh, a PhD as a, as a job. Okay, uh, we studied during a PhD program, but it's basically a job with a salary. So it must be uh, recognized as a, uh, an actual job. So the, I think this is the frustrating part that it seems that you have um, been at the university, you just uh, lead, lead some certain pro research project, but um, it's not really um, recognized. And especially if you are a woman uh, that uh, work uh, works in a um, in a scientific and technical environment is uh, even more difficult uh, because you know so we are in uh, okay in 2021 but I mean uh, we are still <laughs> we live still in the past for uh, people in uh, this kind of environment are, um, are mostly men. So um, I can say that uh, we are not really treated in the same way, especially if you have a, a different level, if you have, if you studied more, uh, if you have a PhD or a master, 
master or whatever. So yeah, yes, it's sad to, to say, but I can say that it, it still work uh, like this. Mm. Do you think some some of your colleagues in the past, I mean, not necessarily today, um, but generally speaking, do you think some men find your level of education intimidating? Yeah, maybe sometimes. I mean, they didn't express this, uh, of course, but I felt that uh, maybe this could create uh, be a problem. Of course, for me it was it wasn't a problem. <laughs> it's a problem of other people. Mm. So I I don't care actually. I I feel that uh, you know it's it could be a stranger for other people for men, but I don't care. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, you you are okay. I, I remember obviously because um, we kind of worked together for a few months, so I, I got to know you a little bit, and I always was impressed with your um, confidence. Um, you you always pushed yourself. Um, I think that's fair to say. It's quite easy to say, especially to somebody who has a PhD. So that's not the most uh, <laughs> enlightening observation but to be able to go and work in that kind of environment and then also to say they had problems but i don't care that's their problem not every uh, woman in the same situation uh, feels comfortable enough to behave like that how how would you say that you know you develop how was it possible for you to develop that kind of confidence to say I'm working here. That's the fact. Yeah, I think it depends also on the character of the person. But if you choose to be in a certain environment uh, that is technical, scientific, and uh, of course women are um, numerically, let's say, less than uh, men, uh, because it's, it's still uh, like this uh, today. And um, yeah, I think you have to to cope with this because you you cannot change uh, people. Uh, uh, I mean, I met some very nice uh, people in France, in Italy, in my job, but uh, I also met uh, <laughs> men or people that uh, have a problem with this. So you just have to cope with this you cannot do anything else and uh, just uh, go straight and uh, do your job uh, without uh, uh, I mean caring too much about what people say or uh, what they think mm. um, I mean there have been lots of um, cases where there have been some very um, unpleasant experiences um, reported and recently there was um, an event they called it a hackathon by an organization called safe circles where they wanted to produce different kinds of technologies which would make women feel safe either at work at home in public okay. areas and so on so yeah. so my my question to you is um when you were confronted by uh, a person who perhaps wasn't quite as respectful as he should have been did you still feel safe in your company did you feel that there was 
some organization which protected you? Yeah, actually, I, I yeah, I always feel um, safe. Um, I cannot say anything different uh, regarding safety or uh, or this topic. Uh, yeah, I just felt that uh, the person in front of me uh, didn't have uh, any respect of my my job or uh, I mean my my person. So um, I didn't have any other problem. Just mm. this. <laughs> um, it's uh, yeah, be better um, to hear it this way, at least. Um, and what about with regards to sort of seniority within the company? So obviously you mentioned that there were less women than men, uh, generally speaking, in the scientific community. Yeah. But in positions of authority, are women represented as well or not so much? Uh, no, I can't say so much maybe <laughs> about this, but uh, mm, I mean, I, for certain roles, uh, I can say that uh, only men are considered. I can maybe understand the reason why, but not uh, totally. Uh, because, you know, I'm sometimes I just trying to understand the point of view of the company, how they have to deal with it, the, the fact that maybe women at a certain age uh, have a desire of maternity or uh, uh, they are maybe less available to our, for a career. Uh, but I, I mean, we can uh, make a list of a lot of problems, uh, but uh, till this uh, cannot justify some uh, behavior, some uh, choice of the of companies. So, okay. uh, so some roles are, um, of course, of men. Other like uh, human resource, uh, you know, this kind of role where uh, you have to. Uh, deal with the people uh, are more for uh, women, so we are still at this point. <laughs> mm. And is that is that more prevalent in Italy than in France, or is it the same? Do you think? Yeah, I can say that uh, in France was likely better. In my experience, of course, I didn't work for a lot of company. I just have a few references uh, and. Uh, I just uh, have a job experience in um, Italy and France. So, but I talk with people. Uh, I have a lot of friends that uh, um, live abroad, so I I can say that I know a little bit how it works. Uh, in, let's say in Europe or abroad. Uh, and uh, yeah, in France, I can say it was uh, a little bit better because also at a society level, it's um, uh, women are more supported than uh, in Italy. So of course, uh, it, um, it is reflected also in, uh, in uh, their job. But yeah, I think it's still... Uh, it's really a slight difference. And uh, yeah, here in Italy, I, I can feel it stronger. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I find it fascinating. I mean, Europe in a, as an area 
pretty much developed quite similarly. Um, obviously, there are regional differences, national differences in the, the development, but uh, these ideas of, of equality and um, respect should perhaps be uniform across the European Union and across Europe, and it's not that case. So yeah. um, it's interesting. Yeah, it's not uh, that case. Uh, yeah, I can say in, uh, I think in Italy we are uh, a far cry from what I expected actually. <laughs> Because, uh, you know, uh, coming back uh, from uh, to Italy, uh, you know, I, I had a lot of expectation. And um, at the end, uh, I found the, exactly the same things that I um, I experienced in the past, so it hasn't changed so much in my point of view. Mm. And and what about like cultural diversity? So is is Italy developing in the sense of cultural diversity? Do you see more people uh, coming into Italy from different parts of the world? Yeah, I think. Uh, Of course, people that come to Italy, I think they are very attracted from the quality of life, uh, very well known abroad for, uh, you know, foods, for uh, how we live, uh, our uh, landscapes, our uh, culture. So I can say that uh, we, uh, we attract from all the world. And uh, but I don't know then if people uh, can find what they expected. I mean, in terms of in terms of jobs or uh, yeah, if they can uh, build a family here, if it's easy for them. Uh, I think Italy is a very nice place for uh, uh, the reason that I told you before. But I don't know that. Uh, Um, after that, we can uh, a person that come here uh, can uh, have uh, an actual life here, find a job or uh, realize uh, himself in a way. Or yeah, um, I mean, we talked a little bit before about. It seems as though there's been a bit of an increase through populism of right-wing sentiment uh, among the peoples of different countries. So we've seen it in France, we've seen it in the UK, we've seen it mm -hmm. in uh, in Germany, in, in Austria, and a number of East European countries too. Um, how do you feel about this uh, move? It seems as though people are anti-immigration. Um, there is a certain conservative approach also to, to women, perhaps, sometimes. Um, how do you feel about that? Are you a bit worried that uh, Italy might move a little yeah. bit to the right? Yeah, I'm, of course, I'm worried, especially for my, my kid, because I don't want him to live in a place like that where people hate each other or uh, discriminate uh, people that are different or uh, uh, come from a different country, uh, a different uh, culture. So, of course, I'm uh, afraid, but we cannot do... As a mom, I can say that I can uh, 
explain to my kid uh, how is a community, how we can accept other culture, other people uh, and differences. So I can uh, only uh, pass this information to the next uh, generation. But um, yeah, I mean, uh, it's we are a lot in this world. So if um, we, we have to change all, <laughs> if uh, we want to change an idea. So I can do my part, uh, but uh, I just can, I hope that uh, all people uh, will do their part. Yeah, I mean, you talk about passing on to the next generation, um, but also we briefly discussed earlier Fridays for the Future or Fridays for Future, I should say, um, and the this wonderful impetus that comes from Greta Thunberg, but then also the younger generation to come in and try to positively influence politics. Um, are you encouraged by this uh, this positive energy that comes from uh, the youth? Yeah, actually, yes, because it's, uh, you know, fresh uh, energy that comes from uh, young people. So they can, uh, I think they can change, they can uh, do something about it. But uh, the sad part is that I'm not sure that uh, politicians or people that uh, have power um, take this uh, seriously. Because, you know, sometimes they just say they are young people that want to protest or, or they do not have the really the, the actual idea of what is uh, climate change or uh, how does it work. Uh, but I think they know more than uh, we we expect, actually. So I'm, yeah, I th I think it's uh, I'm I feel driven by by this energy of these young people, and uh, uh, I start to change uh, something in my lifestyle. You know, um, talking about uh, yeah food or uh, shop. And do you feel that it's your role as a parent to pass that sense on to your child as well? Yeah, 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 of course. It's my priority <laughs> at the moment because, um, yeah, it's it's the only way to, uh, to leave uh, them in a planet with uh, still summer resources. Otherwise, uh, I don't know how it will end. <laughs> so. mm. Yeah. Just one other topic then. Um, the sense of a, a European identity. So I remember when I was speaking with some of my um, students, but friends as well in Italy, um, I remember there was one guy, he said to me that I'm not proud to be Italian. I'm only proud to be Salso. So from Salso Maggiore, for Salso. example. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, if we extend that a little bit, I mean, do you feel a sense of 
pride to be European with this, uh, this the kind of, do you feel there is a European culture? Because we've already established that there were many differences between the different countries and you know really well uh, because mm. your siblings also live abroad too. Do you yeah. feel there is a, a sort of common European culture? I just uh, can say that I live, I live on, on this planet I'm, I don't feel that I belong to Italy, to Milan, to Parma, to France, uh, to whatever. I, I just uh, feel that we are on this planet and uh, we have uh, just to respect it, uh, to respect other people, to, you know, to uh, grow empathy. I think uh, there's a lack of it uh, in this society, and I'm so sad about it. And um, yeah, I I don't feel really I I can't say that I'm proud of being a European or or Italian or American or um, no. no. I I mean I just um, I just can say that I like. European value or let's say Italian values, uh, the way I will live. For instance, I feel very far from uh, American values, how they work there, how they live their life. Uh, of course, they are not uh, all the same. Uh, I mean, they are uh, different. But um, yeah, I feel close to these kind of values, European values, but um, I'm not I'm not proud. <laughs> okay. All right. So, I mean, when you refer to the USA, I, mean, I guess you're talking about labor laws, social protection, health care, this kind of thing, the social, social structure of the country. Yeah, that sometimes maybe I have just uh, an idea of their society because I, uh, I didn't live there. But um, talking with people, I um, understood that... Uh, they work a lot, uh, usually they work uh, a lot, they do not uh, have a lot of holidays also, and um, I don't uh, share their way of uh, of uh, eating uh, the kind of food, the fast food, uh, this kind of stuff, so I'm, I feel very far from, uh, from this. Maybe they are changing, um, maybe in some place it's not like that, uh, uh, but um, all in all, I can say that I'm not, uh, I feel more close to European values. Mm. Yeah. I, I, I remember in Parma, there were two McDonald's restaurants and they were both outside <laughs> of the city. One was on the east, the one was on the west. Um, and um, do you, I mean, you're from Milan. Do you remember there was a bit of controversy when they opened a uh, McDonald's in the city center in Milan? Do you remember? Yeah, but I'm the wrong person because I cannot enter in a McDonald's shop. Yeah, yeah, I'm, that's what I mean. You're perfect yeah. then because yeah. the Italians hated it. They were so angry that McDonald's was opened in the center of Milan. Do you remember? Yeah, but do you know there are still uh, a lot of people that uh, appreciate uh, fast food like uh, McDonald's, KFC, Burger King. And uh, my partner, for instance, I don't know if he's listening now, but <laughs> he really loves uh, KFC sometimes, uh, and I cannot uh, really bear uh, 
this food or um, but I know that at a certain point my kid will come uh, and ask me, shall we go to <laughs> McDonald's? <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> and what will you say? Maybe you can go with your dad. <laughs> I stay home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, wonderful. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, Claudia, I, I really appreciate the fact that you've taken the time to speak with me. We've touched on some some topics. Uh, I feel yeah. that there are you know many more things that we can jump into. So um, yeah, we'll have to go away and think about maybe some more topics and something which uh, we could talk about more specifically what you do too. And um, we didn't really okay. touch on that. Um, okay. Would that be possible? Would you come back and speak with me again about more yeah, different sure. topics? It's my pleasure, sure. <laughs> yeah, cool. Okay, maybe we could even fire up a three-way chat with your brother in London too. I don't know if he's up for this kind oh, of thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, that would be really interesting to get somebody. Uh, and Because I lived in his country um, and I'd also be fascinated to hear um, yeah, your brother's take of an Italian living in London. Um, and that would be quite interesting too. So, okay, um, I'll talk yeah. with him. <laughs> yeah, see, see if you can sort that out. Um, yeah. But otherwise, yeah, Claudia, it's brilliant catching up with you. Um, I wish you all the best. And sure. yeah, I will be in touch. Too. Okay. <laughs> Ciao. Two. And a mic. Two. And a mic. Two. Two.